Welcome to the I Heart My Life show with success coach Emily Williams. Tune in daily to learn how to design a life you love, create more success and wealth, move past fear and blocks, and bring more joy into your life and business. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams. Hey everyone, it's Emily Williams here, the founder of I Heart My Life, and this is the I Heart My Life show. So today's guest is Lynn Taggart. She's actually one of my clients. We've been working together for a few years now, and Lynn is a spiritual success and mindset coach. She helps soulful entrepreneurs step fully into their truth, work from their intuition, and build a business that is in alignment with their own vision of success. And that's a simple introduction. I know the work you do, Lynn, is so much deeper than that. So we'll get into that today. But welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, thank you, Emily. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I think you're my second client on the show. I'm sure we're going to make it a bit of a regular thing. Um, But I really wanted to have you on because obviously I know your story firsthand. And I've been so impressed with all the shifts you've made in your own life over the past few years and the way that you move in the world and the impact that you've had on so many lives. So I'm thrilled for you to share all of your expertise and wisdom with the audience today. Wow, it's been a crazy journey, but yeah, there's been a lot of growth in a very short time. So take us back to the beginning of your story or whatever you consider your I Heart My Life story when all of this started to unfold for you. Yeah, so I came across a Facebook ad from I Heart My Life back in September 2015, and I saw that you had this coaching program. I had no idea that coaching was a thing at the time. I was dabbling in Being a stay-at-home mom, I had just given up a retail business that I had been in for eight years. So I'd been self-employed from a really young age. And it just um, came at a really good time for me because I was at this crossroads. I didn't know what I was going to go on to do. And I saw the Facebook ad and that led me to iHeart Coaching. And I thought I had missed enrollment. I remember that kind of where your heart stops. And I was like, oh, no, it couldn't be. But actually, you hadn't even opened enrollment yet. So I got in there really early. Um, and it, that was kind of the start of the journey. So I heard coaching was for the next six months. And within that container, I was able to really identify that I had been a coach. I had been a coach in this network marketing business. I'd been doing it for free. It was a huge industry. I was on this similar path to a lot of women that were starting their coaching journey and so a lot of it resonated with me and through your support and the support of iHeart Coaching I was able to then kind of just dive into where I felt comfortable to go next which was to support women with their business ideas and help them to get up and running and I kind of feel like I've been with you the whole time. Um, which is probably true and you and James have been amazing and just really helping me to to see the path and to see the vision and to stay very aligned with that and to make these leaps that looking back I would never have made if I hadn't have had such amazing support and community and seeing people like you go ahead and do those things before me has obviously really helped as well. So it's just been this beautiful journey with so many twists and turns that um, that it just kind of blows my mind to even reflect on it today. Amazing. So take us back even further. So 
You mentioned being an entrepreneur at a young age. So I'd love to know, where did that stem from? Like, where did that come from inside of you? How did that come to be? I remember in school not knowing why I didn't want to stay at school, why I didn't want to go to university, why I was different. And my teachers were trying to get me to do teaching. And my biggest fear was public speaking. So there was no chance that I was ever going to do that. Um, there was this thing inside of me where if I wanted money, if I wanted to be able to buy my own things, I had to work for it. And so that was instilled within me from a really young age through my parents, through seeing them work really, really hard. Um, and then having watched my older sister go to university, work hard, do all of the, the normal things. So I ended up going to university. I changed course in the first year. I went from international business to, um, it was called retail distribution management, which is funny because I then ended up going into retail. But during that time, I didn't want to be sitting in that lecture theater. I did not want to be using my degree in any way, shape or form. And I knew that there was more out there and I couldn't understand why people were so happy just to do the degree and then do the job that was expected of them. I was always looking outside the box to see, well, what else could I do? Because that just doesn't excite me. So at that age, I was tuning into what it was that I loved, what it was that lit me up. Um, but at the same time, there was that feeling of, I don't want to disappoint anybody. I don't want to disappoint my parents. I don't want to let anybody down. I should do what's expected of me. So I had all of these beliefs that honestly, it was like I was caged in by those. And so I did try a couple of jobs. I graduated, got really good jobs. Um, very quickly, management positions, went on to do project management and more qualifications. And it was just this kind of experimental phase where I didn't ever settle. And I knew that there was more. And I, my mom had started her own business and I had the opportunity to do all of her buying. So she was in fashion. I was traveling to Europe and, and all over doing her buying and helping her to create this vision that was hers. And somewhere in there, I think I caught that bug and was like, I know how to do this. I feel really confident working with suppliers. I love this industry. I suddenly, like it clicked, something in there clicked. But my whole thing was that I didn't want to be selling. I didn't want to be on the shop floor selling to the public. That did not excite me. And so from there, I was in this um, really high level project management IT role in the health sector and there was no work for us. So there was four of us that sat in an office every single day with absolutely nothing to do but surf the net. And during that time, I wrote my business plan for my shop. I submitted it to the bank. I submitted it to investment bodies and I began speaking with suppliers to line up some of the brands that I aspired to have. And so I was getting paid to plan my business, um, which is kind of cool. And then I literally just handed in my notice and left and made that leap and found a shop unit, um, got all of the brands in place. And that was probably like the really hardest bit was getting everything set up and taking the leap to invest, you know, 35,000, I think was for the shop fit and the contents, which was huge at that time and super scary when you're 22, 23. But something inside me was really excited by that. And so that was where it all began. I can feel that excitement even now when you're talking about it. 
Yeah, I had a full circle moment last week because I went into a yoga studio and was having the conversation with the head buyer. And so I was um, talking about, you know, their their buying system and, and what it is that they do. And I just realized like I was in retail for eight years and I was that buyer with the retail knowledge and had that retail degree so that I could just have that conversation with that person, wow. which was pretty wow. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so you believe that all of that happened so you could have this conversation? Yes. That wow. alignment, like I energetically felt the alignment in the studio last week. It was wow. crazy. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing your story. It's so inspirational because so much of it, I mean, maybe even all of it was based on intuition and you kept following those little whispers and that guidance that you were feeling with every single step that you took. And like you said, it takes a lot of courage to do that. And there's still fears that are there. Um, you know, a lot of people think that when you move forward with your dreams, it's like you don't have any fears and um, you're just putting yourself out there, but really you're doing all of this even though the fear is there and you're continuing to trust every step of the way. Mm, the fear never goes away. I think it's learning to really just navigate that path and recognize it and almost speak to it in a way that you don't give it time or energy. Um, so, so it's kind of like, you, you know, see it as the thing that you need to drive you into further action, into further momentum. And for me, like I just, it's always going to be there. It gets loud in certain days. And if I go into why is that happening now, I think I would be right in the middle of the fear, but I try to kind of just skirt around it and recognize it and then just go, okay, it's here. But what can I do to bring me back to that place? of feeling I've got this, like I'm grounded, I can do this, whatever it is. Yeah. And have you been able to learn how to differentiate between the fear that means that something good and big is on its way and the fear that means like, don't go there, don't do it? For me, the, the exciting fear is the one that keeps me up at night. Like I just cannot stop thinking about it and it's already in my vision so I've done a strength finder and my number one strength is that I'm this futurist so I see everything in the future so for me that vision is already being created if it's something that I feel is, is part of my path but if it's that scary fear and that resistance I feel it in my solar plexus it's right in the stomach and it's like I don't want any more of this. Like I actually, my body responds and then I can really pick up on that. How do you think people can be more in tune with their body and with really having that intuitive gift? Slowing down. So I was the person who was really proud to never sit down and never take time for myself and just find yourself, like remember who you are at your core, realize scan your body. So every single morning I do a scan of my body just to see where am I feeling this today, whatever it is. Maybe you wake up and you remember that, you know, you have this thing looming over you to do what, whatever that might be. And just scan your body and see where do you feel that. And for me, being able to slow down and tune in with that has been absolutely crucial because in the busyness and in the hustle and in the wanting more, we're actually numbing ourselves out and so we don't recognize what those feelings are and um, your emotions is another gauge so every single day 
I goal, my aim of every of living is to be in this high vibe state. And if you're feeling the lower vibes and the lower energy, where do you feel that and why do you feel it? And how can you climb the emotional scale? How can you really take yourself from that place of maybe feeling negative or being sad or confused up into this higher vibration of feeling like I've got this, I'm joyful, I'm happy despite the circumstances. And, and it's more than being positive, it's actually emotionally being engaged with that emotion and allowing yourself to, to feel that and change it and have that awareness. So when you're doing the scan every morning, can you just walk us through that? What does that actually look like? Yeah, so my morning routine is to get up, put on some oils and just sit and you can sit um, really anywhere. Like I have a a Zen area created that is my little sacred space before the kids get out of bed and so the house is very quiet and it's almost like I'm programmed to go there. And so when I sit in that space and I always do this before I meditate, I just check in and it's literally, you don't even have to close your eyes, just breathe through your body and just see what what am I feeling, where am I feeling it. If you don't feel anything, that's totally fine, but keep doing it and you're start, you will become more tuned in. You will actually start to sensitize yourself to what it is you're feeling and it takes seconds, 30 seconds and that's it I mean then you can follow that with journaling you can follow it with um, meditation or vision work or whatever it is that that feels good for you so say like right now if I'm sitting here which I am (laughs) um, and I feel pain on my right ankle what would you what would you do with that information I would ask it a question and this gets kind of woo-woo but I love the woo I would ask it a question and say why am I feeling this pain And the first thing that you hear or feel or sense or think of is the thing that is driving that physical pain. So I believe the physical pain is the manifestation of the inward emotion and the energy that you're in. Or it could be a vibration that's in your vortex. So it could be somebody else's energy. And just listen to that. And for me, it's always in my shoulder. Mm. And I know that there's um, the, the indication of a pain in my shoulder is that I'm carrying a burden. And quite often that burden isn't mine. It's yeah. some, something that's going on. It could be a conversation I had a few days ago. It could be something that's weighing on my, you know, semi-subconscious conscious mind. But I'm carrying it about in my energy. Mm. And I've seen this with so many clients. I've been on client calls where I've picked up on their pain just from being across the screen from them and you know have, have you got a sore back because suddenly my back is sore so it's just allowing yourself to really ask those questions why do I have this pain and what can I do about it and your intuition or your higher self whatever you want to call it will start to give you the answers or will start to guide you or might lead you to use something or go a walk that would actually relieve the pain that you're feeling yeah, I love that. So you listen to, or you, you take a look and you scan and you, you look for pain. Are you looking for anything else? I don't think so. It's so simple. Like, so yeah. Don't complicate it. And the thing is, if you hear something and you say it couldn't be that, it's usually that thing. Yeah. And it's just learning to go with that and trust it. And your, your intuition is this muscle. So the more that you exercise it, the more that it will work for you. And so you want to aim to strengthen that muscle 
um, for yourself, not for anybody else, just for you every single day. Like just keep talking to it, just keep using it. And if you're driving in the car and you have that divine download, why do you have that? Why did it come at that point? And then be curious with that. There's always like this thread. So where does that lead to? Yeah. And I think that's, that's happened for me and a lot of the, the women that I'm surrounded by so many times. Yeah, I mean, for anyone listening who doesn't know what a divine download is, I mean, it's, it's essentially an idea or, you know, a thought that you have that leads you to something else. And I know my business was built on divine downloads, <laughs> everything. You know, I couldn't have, like, sat down and mapped all of this out necessarily. It was following those clues, just like following breadcrumbs or something. Is there any other way you'd describe it? No, it's exactly that. And um, it's trusting that. You know, for me, it's a voice, and for other people, it's a whisper. It could be feeling, it's a sense. Your intuition is so subtle that we do ignore it. We're programmed to ignore it. So start to really be curious and um, pay attention to the signs and the symbols. Like, I get this flutter in my ear, and that's a reminder that I have angels, and I never knew that, and I figured it out for myself just from really and into the work that I was doing and then if I had forgotten to maybe remember that I have this spiritual team that I would get that flutter in my ear and that's my thing to just okay remember that you you're not alone yeah and so I know so many people that have these stories as well and everybody's going to have one as soon as I say that they're going to go yeah that happens to me or you know whatever it is so just allow it to be your own version yeah I love that. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about spirituality and bringing that into your work over the past few years um, when we come back from the break. Are you looking to move forward with your dream coaching business? I know when I was first starting out as a coach, I had no idea where to start. I didn't know how to launch my website. I had no clue who I wanted to work with, what sort of program to create, or even how to get started. If you're feeling like that, not to worry. I have the perfect program for you. We've created iHeart Coaching for the aspiring and new coach alike, and it's available for registration today. So go to iHeartCoaching.com to find out how you can start your own dream coaching business and join the world's most successful, making a huge impact in the world. The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com, where the conversation never ends. With 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's Emily Williams. We're back with the incredible Lynn Taggart. She is a um, spiritual success and mindset coach. I almost said miracles as well because I know miracles are also a big part of your work. So we'll talk about that in just a little bit. So Lynn, you shared your journey with us, um, all of the amazing inspiration regarding starting your first business and then moving into coaching. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about the coaching side of things because I know there's a lot of people watching who They've caught the coaching bug as well, yet maybe they don't believe it's possible for them. They don't even know where to start. 
they don't know, you know, exactly how to do what it is that you do. So what do you recommend for people if they do want to move forward with coaching? What are the first steps that you took that really made a big difference? So way back, it feels like ages ago, but it's not really. It was, how, how can I help them today? You know, I didn't put pressure myself to go and get certified in anything else or learn all of these other things. It was, how can I help them today? And the thing that I was really drawn to or, or knew about was business. And just how, how can I support that woman? Who am I a couple of steps ahead of? And once I had that clarity on how I could serve, it was leaning into that every single day. And somebody asked me this question yesterday, what was the one thing that I did to you know, really attract the right people? And back then it was created a Facebook group even before I knew why, even before I knew what was my message. I still hadn't found my voice. I had all of these ideas going around in my head but I didn't have that core message or that core thing that I really wanted to deliver. And so I started way before I was ready with with the certainty that I would get there. You know, I had to just drop the perfection. And you taught me that and just go with the flow and keep moving forward no matter what. And so from that space, I made it my job. I treated it like a business before it was a business. I got up every day. I had scheduled in my tasks. I was really consistent and persistent with being visible in that Facebook group and practicing the Facebook Lives, practicing writing the emails and sending the emails until it came so naturally that it felt like it had the flow, it had the alignment. But honestly, when I look back on that, I, I actually don't know how I did it, um, but again, it was having that vision, having the vision of what it is that you want to create, I think is the, the magnet that will lead you into all of the other areas. Oh, I so resonate with that. I often feel like I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I moved to another country on my own. I don't know how to, I started this business, how I got through 54 no's in a row. And it's the same, you know, we don't necessarily, like I'm sure you as a mom, sometimes you look back and you're like, gosh, how in the world did we do that? Like that was <laughs> such a crazy stage. Um, but you do, and you focus on the vision, you focus on the desire and what it is that you want to create. And really there's no other option. When you're being called to do something, it's like you're being pooled and it's you know like a magnet you're so attracted to what it is that you want and you're able to move through really anything yeah absolutely and it's kind of like when you're a mom you have this strength for your children and so I had that for my business you told me this is your third child <laughs> and I treated it like this labor of love I gave it the attention I got up early in the morning you know it was kind of like having that third baby in the house and so that for me was, you know, it was just that extra strength that you needed to to get up and do the things that felt hard, even though you didn't know why and what the outcome would be. Yeah, and I have to say, you know, we've worked with thousands of women at this point, and you are one of our most consistent clients. You are showing up every single day. Like you said, you're on Facebook Live, you're in the group, you're sending the emails, you're asking the questions, you're listening to the guest calls, you're on the coaching calls, whatever it is, you know, you are there and making it happen. And so that dedication is really what's required. I think a lot of people start a business, they take two, step, two steps forward, one step back, they dabble a little bit, it seems like it's not 
not working. So they give up. And it's like this big, like weird dance that they're doing that has no momentum. And what you're saying is like really showing up. And even in those moments where you feel like you can't continue on, you do keep going because you're in the flow and you're being spiritually, you know, guided um, by, by what's calling you and what that next step actually is. Definitely. So one of my things was to get up and meditate every morning and write out intentions as if they'd already happened. And it felt really weird. It felt like a lie. But that was what I needed. That was my guiding star. That was my navigation, if you like. And so that supercharged everything that I believed in. And I, I still do quite a bit of that. Not as much, but it was like I gave over the control. I, I gave up all control, which I had, you know, really lived with for a lot of years, trying to control the outcome. Yeah. And I had to do a lot of surrendering and surrendering to the fact that this could go a different direction. It could go in a better direction. And actually, I'm better to not try and control where those clients come from, how they're going to pay me, when they pay me, all of those questions that I had. Um, and then something yesterday that I learned in a training was that willpower is a choice. Mm. And so I remember always thinking like willpower is something that you're born with. It's innate or you practice it and it gets stronger. But if we, if we take that away, it's actually just a choice. And my choice was to choose the things that I was excited by and move towards those Hmm. I love that. Amazing. And I remember, you know, even when you signed up for iHeart Coaching, you said, you didn't have the money, you paid in installments, you just had faith that the rest of the money would come in. And I'm not saying that that's how everyone needs to to necessarily, you know, make decisions. But I know for me, it was the same in the beginning. And I didn't always know where the money was going to come. And I just had to trust my gut and put myself out there. And so many of us do play it safe, um, especially, you know, when we're moving forward with something that feels scary. But you know, you go all in and you're all about moving forward and just that trust. And I think that is something that is a choice as well. You have to choose to trust your intuition and to act upon faith and make decisions based on desire and not necessarily those fears, especially in the beginning. Definitely. And so with the with the money side of things, that was, again, my way of really increasing my money mindset. And making myself get out of that place of fear around money. And I had done things wrong for so many years in retail with money. You know, I was ungrateful when I was paying bills and and really didn't get the energy behind money. And, that you know, money is this game. And if we play it right, then we get the right results. And so because I didn't have all of the money in place, I actually worked harder. You know, I was the girl who was getting up and doing her money mindset trainings every single morning because I didn't want to be in that lack or fear place around money. Yeah. Um, and it was it was like, it's almost like move into the thing that scares you the most. That scared me. I got it wrong so many times. I wasn't making myself wrong for it. I was accepting that actually there's a huge lesson in here and I want to l- learn the lesson and I want to learn it really quickly. Yeah. I love that speed aspect. 
And so you started off doing some coaching around business, but now we know that you do a lot of other things in addition to that. So tell us a little bit more about the transition, because I think people think that they need, you know, it's like what I say is it's like you're getting, you're picking your ideal client and it's like getting a tattoo on your face. It's permanent. That's what people think, but that's not the case. So a lot of the work that you do now is is still similar, but you've added in some different elements. So talk to us about how you got more clarity around who it is that you were meant to work with and how you got, you know, really generated the courage to be able to follow that. So my clients were the ones who brought me the clarity in the beginning. They came to me to build their business. They had these money goals. They wanted X number of clients. They wanted the website and all of the, the outward things. But during our calls, I recognized that they were being held back by the internal um, limiting beliefs, a lot of mindset work, a lot of emotional work. And the more that we dived into that, they opened up more to me. And so I believe that they brought me the clarity. And, you know, it was probably the universe's way of really inviting me to step more into that space and really own that. And it was bringing in the work that I had been doing on myself behind closed doors and introducing my clients to that and suggesting to them, what if you tried this? What if you took some time to meditate and allowed that guidance to come through? And they would come back on a call and have these breakthroughs for themselves, which felt really empowering that I was giving them these tools and things to try. And then they were having results that had kept them stuck for years. So I used that again as this sign or signal that I want to do more of this work. It really excited me. And I began to get more confident to suggest things to them that they could do in their own time. Or I would walk them through a meditation and we would get the answers that, you know, they were looking clarity on. And so it all came from that base. And then the more that I practice on myself and really find that certain things were resonating with me, then, for example, if I had this strong visualization and then that manifested, I was then teaching my clients how to do that as well. So it was always... A really big thing that I'm passionate about is being authentic and I didn't didn't just talk the talk I actually walked the talk and did everything on me first and foremost and practiced that and believed in it and had breakthroughs before I ever discussed it or gave it to clients um, which I, I just think has so much strength behind it yeah and how did you get the courage to really move forward with the spiritual aspect of your business? Because I know for a while, um, you know, it, it was a bit scary for you to put yourself out there in that way. It was that inner pull where I knew that spirit was guiding me onto this path. People showed up, mentors showed up. I got to work with Gabby Bernstein. I got to really understand what the lessons were in my life so that I could then give them on to my clients and everything that I was breaking through my clients brought onto their calls immediately or two to three weeks after that and so it was it was that sort of tightness in, in terms of time but it also was the best thing ever that could have happened because that gave me confidence very quickly to go out there and talk more about the spiritual side of things and help people to understand that there is this greater power than you. And as women, you know, it's, it's actually really nice to know that we're not alone and that we don't have to be superwoman and do all of these things, that there's something else there that can guide us and that can help us to really shine our light. And the more that we shine our light, the more that others around us begin to do the same. And 
I'm definitely a bit like you in that it was the ripple effect and seeing that happen. And that was enough for me. That was enough to guide me for, for me to know I'm on the right path. I don't know where I'm going with it, but it feels really amazing. And my, my clients are having these amazing results as well. I love that. So you said you don't know where you're going with that, but it feels really amazing. And for anyone who feels confused about what their next step is, that's what you want to really want to focus on is the feeling associated with the work that you're doing. And so if it feels amazing to buy the domain or to create the new program or to do the Facebook Live or to put the event out there, then do it. You know, that feeling is the indication that you're on the right path. Do you agree? I definitely agree. Yeah. yeah. And the more that I've done this work, I've realized that alignment is a really big piece that, you know, I didn't know anything about in the beginning. And just when you're tapping into that next phase or that next season of your journey, what feels most aligned to you? Because from that place, you can really increase your vibration and start to attract more um, opportunities and people and, and amazing things your way. What would you tell that woman starting off as a coach? What would you be able what would you tell yourself, you know, back in 2015 if you could now? Oh, I would say focus on focus on doing what's in alignment with the way that you want to feel every single day. Like don't don't think that this is something you do every single week or you look back and retrospect and do it you get up every day and you check in and, and say to yourself, does this feel good to do? Yeah. And if it does, then lead with that. There were things that I did that felt super scary, but I knew that they were in alignment with something. They were in alignment with the vision. They were in alignment with my client, whatever it was. And a bit like you, I made that leap. I went for it. I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. Um, but please do it every single day. It's so, so important that you're not just sitting there wasting your day and wasting your time and doing things because you think you have to do them or because you've done them for years. I have said no to so many things. I have let go of things that for years I was holding on to. It was like this comfort blanket, uh, but realizing it was keeping me back. And so it's almost like be a little bit selfish. Put yourself first, really fill your cup up so that you can give to your clients and your family and everybody else around you from the overflow that you're creating for yourself. What do you feel like you were holding on to? Definitely relationships. So maybe, you know, there were some friends who didn't serve me or I was being invited to things that I just didn't vibe with anymore. Um, letting go of old ways of working as well. So habits that I had created um, and ignoring me like that's the biggest thing that I let go of was being there for everybody else and not being there for myself I didn't even know who I was when I started I heart coaching I had no idea what my core values were what felt good to me um, so really stripping myself back to finding who was I and, and where do I connect the most and what do I believe in yeah. And going back to, you know, that inner child work and that teenager and what did she want and just really asking those questions so that you can start from a place of where you have this renewed energy and you're getting these new ideas and it's a vibrancy and it's exciting and then you can start to really craft all of those other things around you. 
Yeah, I totally agree. At some point, it's like we disconnect from who we actually are, or maybe we just don't ever take the time to figure it out um, as we're growing up or as we're in adulthood. And, you know, I'm sure when you have children, um, from what I hear, you do lose a little piece of yourself and you have to make a lot of effort to, to find that. Um, and so I think that's such a great reminder for everyone listening. Thank you, Lynn. Yeah, definitely. When you have children, I mean, they get this huge part of you. Yeah. And I felt like I was lost. I felt like they got all of me and I had nothing to give. Mm-hmm. And so it is, um, it's scary to be and to feel like that. It's so scary and we numb it out, but it's really honoring the fact that you actually need to know who you are at your core. You need to have that relationship with yourself first and foremost for your kids, for your hubby, for whoever's in your life so that they can then relate to you on a deeper level and there's no blame and there's no you know victim mentality and having this this place of where I give 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 and don't receive you have to give to yourself in order to receive from others thank you for sharing that so we're going to take a quick break and we come back I want to talk a little bit more about your work and also have you share some specific examples of how you give to yourself um, in addition to what you already shared on the show so far amazing thanks Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Do you want to learn how to make and attract more money in your business? If so, my iHeartMoney Live program is for you. It's a 10-week program where you can jump in, learn all about money mindset, how to transform the way you think about money, your relationship with money, and in turn, make more money in your business. So if you're interested, go to iHeartMoneyLive.com. Hey everyone, it's Emily Williams. We're back with Lynn Taggart. Um, During the break, Lynn was applying some amazing oils. So I want her to share a little bit more about her oils practice and how she uses them so that you can can put that into your own life and maybe into your business as well. I did. I just rolled on some of this gorgeous rollerball. It's called Inchin and it's the oil of focus. So very appropriate for the work that we're doing today. I also, just before the interview, I rolled on some rose. And rose, just so you know, is one of the highest vibrational oils that you can apply. So I'm all about high vibes and getting that energetic state up and the emotional state up. And I just know that when I use the oils, I have that intention to be more focused or the heart chakras open. And it just feels really amazing to be able to have something so close by that you can just pop on. 
Yeah. Okay. So this is so fascinating to me because I don't know much about oils. Um, I did have a bunch sent to me recently and they're just kind of gathering dust in my dressing room at the moment because I don't know how to use them. So tell us first of all, how you got into the oil work. I know specifically you are um, an affiliate with doTERRA. Is that right? Yes, I'm an advocate with doTERRA and I teach oils. I educate women um, on how to use them and what they're about because I just thought they smelled good and my house was going to smell good. I had no idea that they were going to be that healing modality for me and many of my clients. So with um, where I began, that was your question, yeah. um, I started with oil. So I was at Spirit Chunky Masterclass Level 2, which is Gabby Bernstein's high-level spiritual teaching course out in Kripali in New York and I met these amazing powerhouse sisters and we really connected and they had this seven figure yoga studio, they had this oils business and whenever we, whenever I got home I sent a message and just said look I want to know more about oils and at that point honestly it was to make the house smell good and she asked me my top three wellness concerns and at that point mine was digestion. So I got this snail meal of oil samples. I started to use them. Um, I did my first order and within a week I was off three different types of medication for digestion, which blew my mind that one of these little rollerballs that I was putting on my stomach every morning and every night could do that for me. What so, oil was that? That was digestion. Okay. Do you know what is it? What's in it? Yeah, so that one has kind of licorice cardamom properties. Okay. Um, it's very soothing on if you think of the intestines and the bowels and where women would bloat or you've had a heavy meal or the food doesn't agree with you. I'm actually really sensitive to a lot of foods. So that was the perfect oil for me um, to start with. And then I started to have these other results. I was putting oil on the bottom of my feet before I went to sleep at night. I was getting a better night's sleep. And my kids really latched on to them. They absolutely love um, the fact that they can have their own little roller balls and put these on their feet at night before they go to bed. Uh, we have diffusers in all the rooms in the house. And I just began like really being creative with the oils and understanding that every single oil has a property. So for example, frankincense is the oil of spiritual truth. So that was an oil that I started to bring into my meditations. And honestly, my visualizations, my meditation work, my spiritual practice became deeper. And I put it down to that one oil. So as I began to understand how the oil could support me and the properties that it had, I could then apply that into all of these little facets of my life and business. Um, and yeah. I love that. So cool and interesting. And I think, you know, for, for you, or at least what I'm getting from what you're saying, it started with that curiosity. And again, it's like following your intuition. Sometimes it's just your, your curiosity is peaked for whatever reason. And you just asked the question. You weren't necessarily trying to get into doTERRA or thinking that it would be another business for yourself. You were just following that curiosity. And then you realized it made you feel good. And again, you kept following it. And so I, I love that example. Another example of, of following your intuition. So for anyone who wants to start off, like say someone is looking for more clarity, what sort of oil would you recommend? So one of the top oils is lemon and lemon is actually the oil of clarity. Okay. So that can be one that you can diffuse while you're doing your work or you might just want to put one drop onto your hands, aromatize it, take three deep breaths over the nose and mouth area 
and just see what happens. Um, I always think if you're intentional with the oil and you're open to it, then you open yourself up to receive the divine download that we were talking about or the idea or you're more focused on your work um, and you will see results. Yeah. And you mentioned your kids. I love one of your stories of the, the nighttime routine that you do with your kids. Can you share all of that? Share that with all of us? Yes, surely. So half an hour before we go to bed, we put on the diffusers. Last night we had Serenity in, which is the restful blend, and a little bit of frankincense, just because it smells absolutely amazing throughout the house. Uh, they both had an Epsom salt bath, so I was the person who was sprinkling oils into the bath. I didn't know the oil doesn't disperse in water. It sits on the top. That's the wrong thing to do. Ah. So. Yeah, my kids now know to get their scoop of Epsom salts. They use half a scoop. They put two drops of oil on top. I would use four to six oil drops of oil, and then sprinkle it through the water so that the oil is in the salt. Okay. And then it's going into the bath. And then when they're having, so the younger one would still have story time. And just before we do the story or while she's reading the story, because she loves to read now, we're rolling on console. So it's another rollerball. It's a purple one. And it's the reassuring blend. It's really good for kids who have meltdowns or, you know, are just slightly more emotional than normal. And so we put that up her spine. We put it on her feet. And the reason we put it on her feet is because all of the nerve endings in the body are there. And it's also a really safe place for children. Mm. And that's it with them. Sometimes we do a little meditation. We do a mudra. Um, it just, I let them lead. If they ask me, then I, you know, lead with that. I don't force it on them. They can take it or leave it. And actually that's been the best approach ever. Oh, interesting. So do they, do they normally ask for it? Yes. My little boy is to scream at me. I hate oils. And now, two nights ago, we said, mom, can you put oils on me? It's a habit. I need them to sleep. Wow. <laughs> I know we've got we've actually got to that place of where he wants them and it's his choice and I just think like I never saw that coming I thought I was always going to have to ask or not force them but you know it was like it was always my desire and it wasn't theirs but now it's their desire. That's one of the most rewarding things about the work that I do with clients I'm sure you feel the same is just seeing like the ripple effect throughout their family and with their children's children because we know that you know there's generations of programming around money and success and you know the way that we view the world in general and so to see those patterns being broken and new patterns being created and new habits and new ways of thinking I feel like that's one of the most rewarding things when you do this work. It definitely is. You know, I just keep thinking our schools, like our teachers and and the younger generations really need the work that we do with with everybody else. Totally. So one of the questions that we always ask all of the guests here is about how you've been able to create a life better than your dreams. What advice do you have for people listening? For me, it's all about choice. You know, waking up every single day and knowing that you have that choice of where your mood is going to go, where your day is going to go, what it is that you're going to experience. And I went through a period last year where I had all of this amazing travel and that was the most I've ever traveled. And it was time away from the kids. And at the time it felt, you know, hard. It was exciting to get on the plane, but it was really hard every time you came home. And I thought that success was always in those bigger things. Um, 
And now I've realized that for me, having done a lot of human design study and really go inward, for me, it's about having time just for me so that I can give more to other people. And I've been able to recognize that. I've been able to really choose that for myself every single day. I I get up and I make those choices that feel really, really amazing. And I just said to my hubby the other night, like, every day this week has been my perfect day. And it actually made me cry because admitting that for me is a big one. Yeah. And it was the simple things. The sun was out. I was outside. I was able just to do what pleased me. There, you know, there was just nothing to interfere with that. I didn't have to go anywhere. It was just the fact that I was so at peace because I had made that choice mm. for that to be my week or my day. Wow. And yeah, it's it's all about choice. You have a choice every single day, and please honor that and please use that as your as your alignment as your your guidance whatever it is that you feel that pull for Um, and what are those things that you had to kind of give yourself permission to do for yourself oh my goodness there were so many um not worrying about what other people thought was a big one for me i was used to having an audience when you run a shop and you have these people who are coming in every single day it's almost like they know everything about you. And I very much fell in the limelight. That probably wasn't the case. But I had this massive fear around what will other people say? You know, I'm going to be a coach. What are they going to say about me? Yeah. I'm going to do a Facebook Live. Who's going to talk about me? And I had to really let go of that. That took, you know, a lot of work and a lot of stepping outside my comfort zone every single day and being okay with that and letting go of who would like the post and who would comment or you know what what would that look like if somebody said something negative that was probably my biggest thing that I let go of and then being okay with doing things for me guilt-free first and foremost before I do anything else for anybody like what so we'll put, some of it we've talked about already, the meditation, the getting up in the morning and, you know, ignoring all the other things that need done and just having that me time. Um, sometimes it's having the house to yourself and just being really selfish and just saying, I don't need noise. I don't need kids. I don't need any of this. I just need 10 minutes for me and replenishing your own energy, whatever that looks like. Um, I, I just think that life is so demanding. Being an entrepreneur is so demanding that if you let those demands take over, then you lose that sense of who am I and, and what's important to me. Yeah. Um, and so another one is just having as much fun as you can. Like, what does that look like for you? How can you create more of that? Yeah. And giving yourself that permission to go all in and, and not just do it every now and again, but actually schedule it in, make it a priority and, and just really go for it. Yeah. And like you said, creating your own version of, of fun. And I know for us last year as well, um, there was so much travel. I think we were in the U.S. eight times. And although that's amazing, and like you said, sometimes it's, it's really exciting. You also have to know like what season you're in, what chapter you're in, what year, what this year is all about for you and what really feels good. And not necessarily be swayed by what you're supposed to do or what everyone says, you know, is, is the way to be successful or the way success looks. Definitely. Like everybody, and and me included, I had this vision of success. It should look like this. It should tick all of these boxes. And I've had to really reel that back this year because I found I was getting more stressed. Um, with Just with the more work and the more clients that I was taking on, it didn't necessarily 
fill me up to the max. Like it wasn't as much fun. It was more stressful to get the kids sorted and things like that. And so I had to then this year really think about what was it for me that makes me feel successful so that I can be a better coach, so that I can give yeah. more to my clients and hold that space with a greater energy um, and not have any negative feelings associated with, you know, the programs that you're running or the launch that you're doing or any of that. Yeah. And what's next for you? What are you most excited about? Oh, I am just excited with the people that are around me at the minute. It's just been this, the last month has really shifted and pivoted for me and that's come from my internal energy. I've stepped back a lot. I have let people come to me more so and I find that there's just this amazing community of really amazing, amazing businesswoman that I get to connect with. Um, a big part of the work that I'll be focused on, I've just finished the Gabby Bernstein Spirit Junkie launch, which was exciting. And for the next few weeks, well, we're taking a week off, we're going on a family holiday. And then after that, I am going to really focus on building out part of my oils business with wellness advocates and wholesale shoppers and really educating them on how to bring the oils into their business and helping entrepreneurs just to have these tools in their back pocket, helping them to bring more into their spirituality and bring more into their everyday life that is going to help them to feel really, really amazing. I love that. Yeah, and I love that you're kind of, not kind of, but you're, you're following your own path. And I think so often we do get um, sucked into other people's paths. And it's so important to feel in alignment because that's where the magic happens. That's where the clarity is created. You know, that's where you're going to get to really access your intuition. And it's not easy. It's super brave of you to be, you know, really trusting in what's next for you. And so I just want to honor that because not everyone is doing that. Not everyone has that courage. Yeah, it's scary. You know, I was hearing for a long time that I could do more with oils, but I just kept thinking, but how? Like, how does this fit in? I had all of these questions. And what I realized was that I get to be this support and leader and coach in that environment. And I had to really start to think about that and think about the implications of that and how I could serve and look at the bigger picture and stop like leading with the ego because I really feel like I ignored that which was my ego telling me that it couldn't be for me and when I leaned back all sorts of crazy stuff started to happen so I now know I've had these signs I've had these um synchronicities that show me that actually this is a huge piece of alignment with the work that I'm here to do beautiful so where can people find out about the oils you can go to my website, lyntaggart.com. There's an oils tab on there. You can also message me, and I'm more than happy to help. Yeah, where are you on Facebook and Instagram? Uh, Facebook is Lynn Taggart Success Coach, and Instagram, again, is just my name, Lynn underscore Taggart. Awesome. We'll put those links um, in, the, in iTunes and YouTube and all of that as well. Cool. Thank you. So thank you so much, Lynn. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I'm so excited to see what's next for you. And truly, it's been an honor to even be a part of your journey and witness, you know, how you move through the world and what you've created and, and the lives that you've already changed. And I know that it's really just the start for you. And a big thank you to you and James. You've been such a huge part of my journey. I honestly couldn't have done it without either of you. So Aww. thank you a million times over. Yes, we love you. Awesome. 
So for everyone watching, remember, just like Lynn said, anything is possible. Really pay attention to your intuition. Have faith that you're on the right path and that everything is unfolding as it's meant to. Look for those signs and really tune in and give yourself that time that you need to be your best. So until next time, I'm Emily Williams. Thank you so much for watching the I Heart My Life show. I'll look forward to seeing you on a new episode soon.